Hello, so today I'm going to be connecting Aristotle's three formal categories for mimesis, those being medium, object, and manner, to the famous novels and TV show Outlander. So I wanted to establish the audience that I'm going to be uh, targeting today. So the audience is essentially going to be Outlander fans, so people who are familiar with either the novels or the TV show and even better, familiar with both. Um, Outlander fans actually range quite a lot in age, um, anywhere from teenage to upwards of uh, 50 to 60 years old. That's a very wide and diverse audience range. Um, But most of them, I would assume, come from uh, normal backgrounds of they uh, wouldn't all essentially know what um, Aristotle's poetics is even about, and furthermore, how these three formal qualities of mimetic works apply to Outlander um, specifically. So that is going to be the audience that I will be targeting today, um, essentially understanding that they do not know anything that I'm talking about prior to me explaining it. Uh, A lot of the fans differ um, from novel to the TV show. I would say probably most of the fans are most well-versed in the TV show because um, it is on Netflix and is a very well-known series nowadays. So firstly, I'm going to explain what mimesis is because that might be a foreign concept to a lot of people um, listening and especially, um, in relation to a novel and TV show. So mimesis is essentially the representation or imitation of the real world in art and literature. So you can find mimetic works in any kind of art. You can have that in video games, paintings, music, books, uh, films, TV shows, basically anything that is imitating, um, the real world in any way. So, um, Aristotle's theory um, of these three formal qualities um, in correlation with mimetic works is really important because it was actually quite um, opposite and in disagreement with Plato's of the time. So, the three formal qualities of mimetic works that Aristotle establishes are firstly media, second objects, and third manner. So first, media is the tools an artist uses in creating the work. So this can be language, color, um, rhythm, form, anything like that. So if you were creating, um, say, a song, it, that would be based off of the rhythm and the lyrics that are used within that. If it's a novel, then it's primarily language that you're using. So basically, just the tools that the artist is using will be media. Objects is the kind of story the artist tells. So this would be more so with plotline, and it is focusing on the characters or the person undergoing a change. And then thirdly is manner, and this is the way an artist presents their work. So in a narrative, an image, a drama, um, any kind of those forms. So um, Aristotle in the Poetics actually gives um, his definition 
of tragedy, which can kind of help explain these three terms. So, um, quote, tragedy is an imitation of an action that is serious, complete, and possessing magnitude. In embellished language, each kind of which is used separately in the different parts, in the mode of action and not narrated. So, if you were going to break up this quote to dissect what three parts he's talking about, the first part, which is tragedy, is an imitation of an action that is serious, complete, and possessing magnitude would be the objects. So this would be the kind of story the artist is telling, which is the tragedy. And then the second would be in, in embellished language, each kind of which is used separately in the different parts would be media. So the tools that the artist is using, which would be embellished language in this sense. And then the third would be in the mood of action and not narrated. So this would be the manner of which the artist is presenting their work. So the media in which Outlander is portrayed in actually varies depending on which portrayal you are discussing. Um, I'm going to be discussing both and kind of comparing and contrasting the differences as well as the difference in these formal categories. Um, The difference in presentation from these categories changes how the same exact story is actually being told, which is really interesting and a unique um, opportunity to be able to depict essentially the same mimetic work in two different um, manners. So first, the Outlander series originated as a series of fictional books, which there's actually still two more to be written in the series, um, which will be a 10 novel series in total. So for the book series of Outlander, the only medium which is used is language throughout the entire story. There aren't any images or anything mixed in throughout the novel. Um, It is solely narrated through the first-person perspective of the main character, Claire. Um, Specifically, I'll be talking, because there is so many um, books, and currently the TV show is only on season six, um, I will just be primarily talking about the first novel in comparison to the first um, season of the television show. So within the first novel, there is only the first person's perspective of the main character, Claire, that changes as the novel goes on. But we only ever throughout the entire series actually receive a first-person perspective from her. Um, the object of the story, basically the the plot line, and um, as we discussed earlier, object is the kind of story that the artist is telling. So what is happening to these characters? What change are they undergoing? Uh, so Claire undergoes an extreme amount of change, um, especially in this first novel. Uh, she continues to go through immense amounts of change but the first novel is obviously the catalyst for the entire series so in the beginning of the novel she is just coming off of serving in world war ii um and her and her husband go to scotland to try and um kind of just decompress and restart after the war so during that time she's separated from her husband and ends up traveling back in time which yes it sounds very cheesy if you've not read or seen the show um but she travels back in time to the early 1700s where she is taken in by scott a scottish highland clan of that time 
Um, and basically she has to adjust and blend into the time period um, and hide essentially so that she can try and get home. Because back in that time, a modern woman of her uh, personality and character was often be seen as a witch or just completely um, out of the ordinary. She was thought to be a spy for a while for the English army, and there's a lot of different things that happened. She actually was tried as a witch as well in that first book. So, um, so yeah, she undergoes these massive amounts of change and has to kind of figure out how she's going to survive that. Um, and her once change, she develops as a character throughout the story as her circumstances change as well. Um, and the manner, um, in this novel would be considered a tragic narrative to Aristotle, um, it focuses on the hardships of Claire and her ability to continue through those hardships and c- through her life. Um, Aristotle has an idea that characters are usually stronger than um, ourselves in tragedies. Um, he believes that character tragic characters are essentially depicted um, as stronger than we are, and it kind of... Um, promotes an emotive response to that and makes us feel something for the character and feel connected to them because we wish that we could be that way as well. Um, So uh, now switching to the novel comparison. So the novels were turned into a television show. The novels were written, I believe, over 20, if not 30 years ago. And the TV show just came into place six years ago, I believe. So the novels um, are pretty are older and the TV show relatively new. Um, but it's been really interesting, if you've read the books, to watch um, the story transform and change into a television show. Because the intended effect of the story has changed a lot as well. Um, in the television format, I believe the viewer misses out on so many details and emotions behind the characters, um, and specifically Claire, which this is um, expected when um, much more dense works are turned into um, a format like television, which is very uh, a lot shorter and condensed. You're going to miss out on those uh, behind-the-scene details and such. But I believe that the biggest contrast between the two is Claire's narration of the story. So I believe through, it might even actually be up to the current season as well that they have the actress who plays Claire do this. But it was very prevalent in the first couple seasons of the story where a lot of the story actually had um, the actress narrating um, over the scenes to kind of get some of that missing factor from the book. Um, And having them do that, I think, is very telling of how important her narration and perspective in the story is. Because in the show, you miss out on a lot of her eternal dialogue and feelings because they can't always be depicting what is going on in her head um, in a film format. So there's a lot of um, lacking of the emotion and impact of Claire's stories uh, and decisions um, 
in the TV show that is really prevalent um, in the novels. So I also wanted to talk about the formal categories that the TV show would fall under in comparison to the categories we established with the novels. So for the media, uh, the TV show would have to be a new type um, of category in media because it wasn't invented during Aristotle's time, so there isn't a pre-established one there. But um, with the established media that he has already in the poetics, you could say that the TV show's media is language, form, color, and melody. Um, one of the biggest differences with the media of the novel versus the TV show would be um, the color and melody that is used in the TV show. So the images conjured within the show as long as as well as the music used um, creates a very different emotional atmosphere than can be created individually within the novel. So the object would be the same because it's the same story being told. Um, although, however, the TV show has been known to alter plot lines slightly. Luckily, the show hasn't completely um, disregarded the plot. So there aren't any plot holes that are so massive that it's not continuing to follow the book. Um, but essentially, it is still following uh, Claire's story and her experiences as she undergoes um, all of these changes throughout her life. Um, the manner of the television show would be um, kind of a modern um, idea of narrative and image mixture. Um, in the novel, you kind of have to use your own imagination to summon these images um, and these scenes occurring within the book. Um, however, with the show, they create this entire very convincing reality for us that um, makes us feel as though we were actually there and that these events actually happened. Um, like I mentioned before, there's an emotionality that is gained within the show through these images and music that cannot always be um, obtained within the novel because the novel only uses language. So all of the emotions... Um, your feeling within the novel come out of your processing of the language. Um, so there could be some lines that are really emotional for certain people and are completely not for others. However, with the show, like that could happen as well where people could depict it in a different way. Um, however, though, essentially they are creating a scene with very specific imagery and language and music with the intention of creating a certain um, amount or um, types of emotions within their audience. So those are t that is the biggest um, difference between the two medias and manners in which um, these stories are told through. In conclusion, I think it's a really amazing privilege and opportunity to be able to take such original ideas of mimetic works and their constructions uh, and to be able to apply it to modern works like Outlander. 
It's interesting because although most people don't even know the meaning of mimesis, and let alone Aristotle's contributions to the dissection and understanding of mimetic works, uh, these core formal categories of media, objects, and manner, uh, which were created centuries ago, are still extremely prevalent in every single mimetic work that we consume. Um, I hope you learned something new today and maybe can apply Aristotle's three formal qualities of mimetic works to the next book or show you read or watch. Thanks for listening.